horror 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 movie? <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's make our movie? I wonder what we'll be like then. Brains in jars, I'm gonna guess. We're a long way for God knows, son. Slowly Coming out of his mouth. Crawling out yeah, of his mouth, distraction his skin. Right. So he doesn't save them, the bridge goes down, people die, and he's like, oh well, job done. Clarence. Can yeah. we try to take two again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is maybe don't trust sentient hats to make life-changing decisions. But <laughs> Thanks for your correspondence, Jacobs. <laughs> okay, welcome to episode eight of Let's Make a Horror Movie. I'm Dave. And I'm John. This is the podcast where each episode we take it in turns to pitch the other one, a horror movie idea, a first draft, and one that welcomes any and all improvements, yeah. both from the opposing host, but also from you Lamamians. <laughs> Just trying that out there. Yeah. Listeners. But I'd for we'll... John's, but... <laughs> yeah, no. We're not calling our <laughs> listeners John's. Man. I think we already It's like have. the fucking worst possible we... option. Anyway, one of us pitches the other one a horror movie idea, the other one uh, builds on it like a group of friendly caddisfly larvae. Ooh, yeah, yes. Scavenging for building materials from whatever's available yeah. in their environment, which <laughs> I felt was a uh, relevant... That's how I see all our listeners. Yeah, frankly. So, as always, you can reach us at let's make a horror movie at gmail.com, or you can tweet us on Twitter at lamampod, that's L-M-A-H-M-pod. We're also on Instagram... And you can call us on uh, plus four four two two one zero oh, four hundred one thousand beef. <laughs> you can't do that. You finally got You're that re- beef number. Yeah. <laughs> you I paid beef, a lot for that. I paid a lot yeah. for beef. Worth every penny. Tried man. to get one eight hundred beef, didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, don't don't try that number. Well, do, but it, yeah, it, it won't get. Us. Go for it. Uh, so we don't recommend calling. Quick note: if you're new to the podcast and start thinking, oh, I don't know, it's a bit, <laughs> it's not as fast paced as I like. <laughs> Already, no. <laughs> right all I'm saying is give it a few minutes and if you still feel the same skip ahead to the story if you still don't like that it's probably a you problem yeah oh yeah it's it, it, it's on them at that point yeah. but nonetheless 100%. why not come back in 10 episodes after that and see if you like it better we're, we're doing our jobs yeah <laughs> you've got to do yours your job's just liking it um, but yeah come back in 10 episodes if you're really struggling yeah. and if still no yeah. try our sister podcast let's bake a horror smoothie yeah. <laughs> um, and on that yeah welcome to episode yep. 8 this is a Dave it week. is um, even number <laughs> and that sound means <laughs> prizes to we got, a, we got a first caller <laughs> hello is that let me a horror movie alright so yeah we've just eaten can you, can you guess what we've eaten by the timbre of our voices I can. Yeah, oh yeah, it's obvious, mate. It's always, always the same. It's human flesh. Yeah, always. Yeah. Don't uh, spoil it. <laughs> oh, hello. Ted has decided he wants to go back out. Oh. Sorry, John. Would you, would you do the honours? Yeah, he's like Bet Midler, isn't he? <laughs> is, it, is he? Yeah. <laughs> In what way? Has he got wind beneath his wings? Yeah. <laughs> He's obviously like Bette Midler in two numerous ways to get into at this point. Bette Midler famously only got one arm. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you want to see photos of Ted, head to our Instagram. Yeah. And want to see pictures of Bette Midler, Google. (laughs) Oh, another thing. We have got an intro to the show now. We have. It's very fancy. So, I don't know. Give us your thoughts. Give us your feedback. Yeah. Make your own one. I mean, you know, not for your own shits and giggles. Yeah. But you could make one yeah. out of... For our show. Yeah. Don't just make your own intro for yourself. <laughs> you could do that too. But that's, Send us your own intro. Do that on your we'll own time. Them. We'll play them live. Oh, right, yeah. Right, I'd be yeah. up for that. All right, yeah. Yeah. If you, if, you know, just an intro to you, yeah. like you are, are a show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so look, hey, fun fact, John. Yeah. Today is Friday the 13th. It is. It's a spooky day. <laughs> Spooky, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not one for like sort of overtly commercialized. Yeah, you like more about artisanal spooky. <laughs> so yeah, Friday the Thirteenth. Of, of course, it won't be when you're listening to this. No, but dear, dear Lamamian listeners, it was once Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> and it will be again. Yeah, at some point, if I've got my my way, it will. So who knows? Maybe it'll lend an air of creepiness to the episode. Yeah. But if you're hearing voices that aren't John or I, yeah. Maybe get yourself checked out. I yeah, think. yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, because it, it it probably isn't anything to do with Friday the Thirteenth. 
That's yeah, almost certainly not. not. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go out on a limb and say it's no. definitely not. I think if you went to a doctor and said I only hear voices on one specific day, <laughs> they'd be like, mate, live with it. <laughs> right. How yeah. often does that day roll around? Yeah. Unless it was every Monday. Yeah, you'd be fine. Yeah. Unless you did ship. I mean, this is let's not get into it. <laughs> Anyway, so happy Friday the 13th. Yes. Um, last Ooh. week now. <laughs> yeah. If you knew, act one. The, the yeah, podcast this is, is it. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is split into three acts. Yeah. The first act, we run through feedback that we got on last week's yeah. story, which was yours, John. Uh, yeah, it was Empty Skin. Empty Skin, yeah. episode seven. Exciting stuff. It's a creature feature. Yeah. And act Rare. two of the podcast, we will do a quick cover of yeah. all the things we'll cover all of culture all of culture in the last fortnight 15 days ago you're fuck gonna, off you're gonna find it here but no 14 to 0 we're on it yeah all absolutely it. and act 3 is the um, actual pitch itself yeah. which this week is coming from me very it's excited episode 8 yeah. evens yeah, it's, I think it's gonna be a weird one all <laughs> <laughs> from what you've said dude it's always a weird one <laughs> Without further ado, feedback then on Empty Skin. Who's written in today? Let's start with, we've got Alex has sent some feedback in. Um, Hello, Alex. She points out that, I don't know if you recall our Harry Potter conversation about me making young girls cry. Of course. And how I'm a Gryffindor. A real staple of the podcast. There was a Gryffindor-Ravenclaw accidental conundrum that I ran through last week. And uh, you said that Harry Potter, who was a Gryffindor, yeah. doesn't make girls cry. And she's actually like, yeah, he does. Ah, yeah, he does. Yeah. That um, Asian girl, doesn't she cry? She's got a name. She must have a name. <laughs> 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 now the question is, do we leave this in or do we take it out? <laughs> uh, I mean... I want to say... Well, now, now I don't want to take... What do you want to say? Now I don't want to take a guess at it because I thought I knew the name... But now I don't want to say it because it, it's going to sound <laughs> like, like I'm as bad as you are. Oh, no. But she also says Harry Potter is legit a dick. So... <laughs> oh, hello. What? <laughs> back, back up those heavy well, like, Well, I mean, she didn't back that up. She just threw that out there. Oh, just leaving it there. Just leaving like, it there. I, I, suspect, I suspect it might be because he made... Her name, um, but it was Cho Chang. Cho Chang. So... <laughs> Because he made her cry, yep. I'm wondering... Yeah, I'm not sure if I'd say he was a dick. He has, he, he has some challenging times. Yeah. Well, I can't possibly knock it because, you know, J.K. Rowling is brethren, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. And I, it's like I have an inbuilt thing. Yeah. Uh, like, a, like a sort of... Uh, what, what is it that AI is supposed to have? Yeah, a kind of like Scottish Asimov's law. So yeah, exactly law right. Exactly that. You don't turn yeah. on a fellow Scot. You don't turn on a fellow Scot. Yeah. You can't. It's you not can't. that you don't, you just can't. It, it, it's like a <laughs> You raise the claymore, but you can't thing. make it hit. Yeah, if you do, then you suddenly like vomit yeah. iron brew and die. Yeah. Of a heroin overdose. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, she says those, and she also says, um, and this is straight out of left field, Buffy the Vampire Slayer apparently pronounces it Wendigo. Does she? Fuck no. I mean, what episode I mean, was the Buffy Wendigo? I, Wendigo. I, I mean, 20 years ago? I mean, I, I'm a big Buffy fan. Like, I'm, I can, like genuinely not for jokes. Yeah. And really the movie as well with Luke Perry. And yes, all right. Yeah. Paul Rubin He's dead it. now, Luke Perry, I think. Oh, mate, what a way to find out. <laughs> what? In my shed? Yeah, on, on the on, air like this. <laughs> on the air. Stop recording. <laughs> mate, we're live. We can't. We can't. <laughs> Gotta hold it together. <laughs> Cut him off. Cut him off. <laughs> oh, you're going to see a real... Swearing on air. Yeah, a real spiralling for me now. Um, um, no, yeah, Paul Rubin steals that film. Great Paul Rubens? You yeah. mean Pee Wee Herman? Yeah. Yeah, he's um, a vampire in it. He's, he's very funny in it. There's a very funny death scene. Well. Um, yeah, so it's, it's good, good film. Don't I, know I how like I uh, missed that. Anyway, he was... Rutger Howe was in it. Yeah, Rutger Donald Howe, he's dead. I mean, it's just a he's dead list. Yeah. <laughs> it's either he's dead or he masturbated in a cinema. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're the two... And got caught. And got caught. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, yeah, look, look how it's implied, but... <laughs> well, we've all done it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. You've ruined Finding Nemo from a cat. <laughs> yeah. I would say, could you could have signed Native American. I think it's like, um, oh, fuck, I looked this up the other day. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, I forgot to call you out on this in the last episode, where you go, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's like, it means this in Native American. Yeah. Native American isn't a it's language. A it's a not lot, a language. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think a lot of the time, the correct nomenclature nowadays is First Nation peoples. Of course, of course. But, I mean, I, I don't know. 
No. Who knows? No. <laughs> nobody. Nobody knows. <laughs> no one can possibly know. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, God. It was... I looked it up. It was like... began with C. It wasn't Chikawa. It was another one. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's that controversy put to bed. <laughs> well. Delicately handled. Don't, don't ever say we don't do our research, folks. <laughs> Remember, so Alex has written in with some suggested titles, but she yeah. goes for the uh, music song. Oh, of course, titles. yeah. So she went for the Monster Mash. Yeah, I like that. It's an option. And uh, Can You When Diggo It? So Can You Dig <laughs> It? Which I think is a um, song by the Mock Turtles, for anyone who... Uh... And uh, Alex is a, is a professional writer, I'm, I'm to believe. Yes, yes, she is. <laughs> can you, you Wendigo it? She also said she'll never think about hamsters in the same way again. So, <laughs> no one which will. is fair enough. Yeah. Which is fair enough. I mean, I really tried to paint yeah. a picture with yeah. with few words. I tried to sort it of. It was elegantly put. Simplicity is the essence of design. Yeah. yeah. And that was my approach to. Specificity is the soul of wit. I also realised last week that for anyone who's like maybe under 30 yeah. that might listen to this, they might not know. How the Richard Gear hamster up the arse thing relates. Yeah. Yeah. So, just in case you didn't understand, there was a rumor <laughs> that Richard Gear put a hamster up his or a gerbil, I don't know, yeah. a small mammal up his arsehole. If if it helps explain it, it was apparently for sexual purpose. Mm. It wasn't something. It wasn't trying to retrieve anything. It wasn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't for like a kind of medical basis. It wasn't like a maze. Set a few loose, yeah. like for scientific purposes, <laughs> to see which one gets out of the well, mouth first. It was some like religious belief. It was definitely for his own pleasure. So you know, yeah. Well, it takes all I sorts. mean, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't want to get litigated by Richard Gere, but I, I no, think I, I do. <laughs> I suspect it may come may out not, as Ricky. may not have been a hundred percent true. No, but not. you know, like where there's smoke, there's some <laughs> sort of animal going up an arsehole. You've always said that. I'm always saying it. Yeah. So anyway, J-Dubs got a bit of feedback from a friend of the show, J-Dubs. Hello, Dave and John. Thanks for addressing my email. It's tough to argue with the gender response as you made your points well. However... Thank you. However... Oh, I had to stop there, mate. As a left-hander, I can argue this point, when faced with scissors, that the world is not entirely made for me. (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) Okay, hold on. (laughs) Hang on, hang on. Is this, is this like a fortune cookie? <laughs> Thanks for addressing my email. It's tough to argue with the gender response as you made your points well. However, as a left-hander, I can argue the point that the world is not entirely made for me. Oh, oh, because I said that, um, because I said all, oh, if you're a white man in Western society, everything, everything is created. For of you. course. You're of course. right. You're right. Yeah. John, but the, the, the reality, J-Dubs, is, you know, you really should have been put to death once it was discovered that you were a left-hander. Yeah. Probably. Oh, I mean, um, I would argue that when we stopped doing that is when the world went downhill. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there's, a, I think I can prove it. I've got some graphs. Hey, look, there's a correlation. Yeah. I've got sure. some statistics that would... Mm, I'm pretty sure we, if we, if we, if we graph the stats, we, yeah. we, we'd see a causation. Yeah. Yeah. For I sure. I mean, it's a given. <laughs> so Reynolds goes on to say, regarding Gryffindor Gate, my daughter recovered in around 30 seconds, so no worries there. She lives the highs and the lows in an instant. Quite the life. Quite the Ravenclaw response. Isn't Internalized, it? Internalised, process, move on. <laughs> Obviously, huge respect to uh, for John for sporting the same lineage, and he's yeah. spelt your name J-O-U-Y-H-N. Have he wants to. For new listeners, this is an ongoing thing because John will spell his name pretty much whichever way you spell it when you write yeah. to him. So get involved. Yeah. I'm only really real when someone talks to me. <laughs> so my name becomes whatever they want it to be. What people don't know is I'm doing a really good job of throwing my voice. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so here we go. A couple of titles in the usual MO for your movie last week. So his alternatives to Empty Skin, which we requested. Or, yeah, or we I did. certainly did. Uh, <laughs> Wendigo in Winona. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. That's nice. When you go in Waisata, I'm assuming these are places in... Yeah. Was it, uh, was it Wisconsin? No, Minnesota. Yeah. 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 You asked for Asian yeah. titles for the film. <laughs> so he's written, When do you go in Wojin? Again. <laughs> oh, it's a 30-second larger city in South Korea, he says. Oh, that's nice. I assume they would reshoot some scenes to crack the market yeah. properly for this Yeah, film. they yeah. would have to. Really, they would. To they fair. would, yeah. Yeah. Nice pitch, good change of theme. Not much to add plot-wise. Fucking hell. Oh, oh I mean, thank God. That's wow. lofty phrase. Wow, that is lofty I phrase. I think that might be me done. He said, <laughs> time to retire. Yeah. Next week, it'll just be me, folks. Uh, yeah, just still chasing that. Talking into my chest. 
regarding secondary arc. Maybe need to add some obvious cause for the misdirected accusations. There could have been yep. a more fiery breakdown of the couple's relationship and Amy's frustration at Scott's lack of growth in Act 1. Yep, I think that's fair. I, th- I think you'd probably write... You'd write at least one quite awkward row, at least, I think. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the cops could try and put Scott's death on Amy and the killing of those close to them both. So that would add some complications to Amy's mission to save those she cares for as she's yeah. also on the run. Yeah, that's quite like cool. Yeah, that's quite cool. I do think that that conceit of there's nobody you can turn to. Yeah. I think that's quite powerful in, yeah, in, in like a that. horror setting. And it also, it would bond um, Cal and um, Amy together quite well. What was Cal's full name? Um, Callion. Regarding Act 4, which yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually check this with you, but I just added an Act 4 yeah. because of my Mothman rant. It was worth it. I'd like to point out that I've never and would never cross a bridge that is within two miles of a Mothman sighting and I've not died in a bridge disaster yet. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a fair point. Yeah. Well made. I'd also know that I was lectured at uni on the fundamental strategic design of bridges by an eight-foot Mothman. It didn't give it it a moment's thought at the time, but on reflection, perhaps they educate as well as warn. Clarence. Thanks, Jay Dubs. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, very good. Always yeah. a treat. And I think, I mean, the Mothman ran. I look, I don't know what happened. The last episode, Mothman was in your crosshairs. <laughs> well, it's stupid. Try. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's dumb as yeah. fuck. That's all. People I'm saying. genuinely believe it though. Like oh, for I, real, believe it. I know. Yeah. But then they also there's a lot of shit people believe in that's yeah. complete fucking nonsense. Yeah. Uh, Other people who see like Satan in the flames of the Twin Towers. That's fucking mad stuff. Look, you look for it. You see what you want to see. Yeah. Like the reality is probably just because we don't know yeah. the reality is probably people stopped seeing Mothman because they stopped thinking about it because they were more yeah. concentrating on this bridge disaster yeah and no one had ever really seen a Mothman because they don't yeah. exist yeah <laughs> you know anyway <laughs> <laughs> just leave it Dave leave it walk away <laughs> did you get any feedback on your side John some casual feedback saying nice to put like a little sound between acts that was my really yeah most, most people of the feedback are asking I got, for an act break yes some kind of like I think the suggestions that I heard were a chainsaw or a scream oh I like that yeah I quite like that as well that's a good idea I thought in a, to put in the pot alongside chainsaws and screaming to know that kind of sound with like ripping skin that kind of like, <laughs> sort of thing like that oh yeah yeah dead familiar with the ripping <laughs> yeah. skin sound yeah I've got it as my, as my ringtone yeah Welcome to Act 2. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. Maybe the sound we do is just the... You know, from the old Transformers movie? Oh, uh, not movie. I uh, thought that was a Godfather. TV show. I mean, look, it's a bit of mouth trumpet. It could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> when the Godfather goes... Uh, <laughs> that's the Godfather. That's really good. All I was doing was... Yeah, I can hear it Which now. Transformers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the badge close. comes to the screen, flips around, goes back. There yeah. we go. What in the Godfather? <laughs> yeah, it's when Unicron kills Sonny. All the up-to-date references. <laughs> so yeah, welcome to Act Two. Maybe Pull up a seat. Yeah, hope you enjoyed the sound effect if there was one. Yeah, to differentiate. Yeah, that. the ripping skin or chainsaw <laughs> or screams or a mouth trumpet or a mouth trumpet. Yeah, I mean. Look, I, I can play anything on the on the mouth you trumpet. Can. <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> anything <laughs> and anyone, mate. <laughs> that's, that's how we met. <laughs> so, uh, right, look, I, we, we, we did watch a horror movie this week. Uh, we we, did. Well, I'm, I'm going to come back to that because the first thing I want to talk about is Jeff Vandermeer tweeted us. He did. Which, like, it's just... Phenomenally excited. Drop everything. Because yeah. that is... If you don't know who Jeff Vandermeer is, you're you're really you you've you're missing out. You've made a mistake. Right now, you're being born into a new world. <laughs> yeah, think of it as like <laughs> not sort of, sort of yeah, born again yeah. Vanderism. Yes, Vandermeerism. In <laughs> yeah. fact, no, but look, Jeff Vandermeer. I just wanted to quickly say he's an author that John and I very much yeah. enjoy. That's great. And I tweeted about Finch, his book Finch, which is the third book in a, the Ambergris trilogy. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't read them, highly, highly recommend it. It's not horror, but it sits alongside. It's like science fiction, yeah. horror. Almost like um, a period drama in some What did you call it? Ways? Weird. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. He's part of the um, the weird... Um, Sisters? The, yeah. <laughs> he was part of the new weird movement. of um, New last, weird? Of the last decade. Who's old weird? 
I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy Savile? <laughs> Dude, uh, I would laugh more at that if you weren't indirectly offending Jeff Vandermeer, who, uh, you know, at this I point mean, is close what? to, close to deity status. I said it, I thought I shouldn't say that. I should answer the question properly. <laughs> I think like Michael Moorcock. I think he might be classed as... Right, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Really quickly, the first book is called City of Saints and Madmen. Yes. yes. Yeah. Second book's called Shriek. Yeah. And the third book is called Finch. And I went on a massive rant about how good these books were a few episodes ago, and I had to cut it out because it took about half an hour because we, yeah. we re- both of us really struggled to not talk at length yeah, we, we, about we, how good it is. Find it hard. So yeah, check, check him out. Check his books out, more importantly, because uh, they're fucking amazing. He also has a fantastic book of short stories called The Third Bear, mm-hmm. which I highly recommend. Not read the first two, but... <laughs> Sorry. That's... No, no. Is I'm it... laughing because I thought about making that joke to him in my response to him on Twitter. Yeah. And I thought, don't do that. Because <laughs> you're just going to come across like a dick. Um, <laughs> Thanks, mate. So, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> you and I. Funny. Yeah, yeah. So funny. Yeah, Definitely I, not dick. Cracking wise. But I thought, look, it's public. It's on Twitter. Yeah. I can't, yeah. He's a guy that we have immense amount of respect for. He, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who knows what he might take offense to? Yeah, God, he might. He might be like... You know, the fucking first two bears did yeah. actually die. They yeah, were real bears that like, I owned, and, yeah. and, and, they, and they died. It he was might horrific. like, I lost my first wife to that, that second bear book. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> what for a divorce. <laughs> for a divorce. As in, it was a oh, difficult see. process. I mean, the bear mauled it. It's only a book, mate. Just... Okay. Anyway, I was trying to keep that short, because I want to keep it in this time yeah. and not cut it out. So, but we watched a film. Uh, we yeah. watched... Do you, do you want to talk a bit about the yeah, movie? Yeah, we saw a South Korean remake of a thing of an earlier South Korean film, so called The Wrath, a kind of classic ghost story. Um, bit, bit W-R-A-T-H. Yes. Just yeah. for anyone. Um, and it was, yeah, it was really good. Um, kind of, a bit of a kind of Victorian Gothic vibe. Yeah, in, 14th century yes. Korea, which yeah. uh, looked beautiful. Yeah, ghosts. The performances were fucking great. Yeah, wronged women. All the it really, it was a really, really strong, I thought yeah. it was a really strong, strong movie. Yeah, it, it, it was good. definitely had a sort of touch of like, woman in black sort of to it, but with a kind of real kind of Asian sort of touches to it. It was brilliant. Oh, it also has a great exorcist a in it. Brilliant exorcist. I'm about to mention him. Yeah. We... Amazing. Can't remember his name. <laughs> so that's on Shudder. Yeah. The horror streaming Which service. Which always keeps nailing it. Yeah. Big fan of Shudder. Yeah. And we, we don't get paid for mentioning Shudder. No, we really Shudder. don't. I mean, we if, don't get paid for doing yeah, fucking anything. If, if but... anything, I pay them. Well, yeah, quite literally, yeah, literally, you do pay them. Yeah, for, um, for a cool five a month. Mm, worth it's, it, it, it's worth it. It's um, I saw It too. It's, it's really, really good. Some people are talking about it and saying it's quite bloated and it's got a fair bit of CGI. All valid, but it's a summer blockbuster horror. Mm. And it is everything that that entails. It's very existence is brilliant. The fact that we're in a... We're in a time now where a horror film is going to be the, one of the biggest releases of a month. Mm. And it gets that kind of money and that kind of traction. That's pretty exciting. So. I've started reading the new Stephen King, The Institute. Oh, it's yeah. very good so far, but 100 pages in. It's lovely stuff. Basically, small town. It's like an ex-cop goes to small town, becomes like a kind of night watchman. That's story A. Yeah. And story B is a very, very smart kid who maybe has some kind of light psychic powers. When you say story A and story B, are we talking same story but different narratives? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, so like, I mean, the reason I'm doing it like that is I've only read the first 100 pages, mm. so I'm assuming they will come together. It's not, just, oh, yeah, yeah. I just don't want to fuck this guy wandering around. stories. This is a sad policeman. Um, <laughs> spoiler. Yeah, and it's about like a, a psychic kid who gets kidnapped quite brutally by some kind of institute of the title, and there's loads of kids there. I'll tell you what I sounds very similar to your pick triceratops oh mate Stephen King's all over my work hey Steve thanks for listening fingers off mate uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sticky fingers King. I mean you've turned that around quick because John yeah. only pitched triceratops what like a month ago I mean I'm assuming the check's in the post mate so you know what have you, you've written that in like a week got yeah. it off to the publishers and got a global publishing kind of pressing done yeah all within four weeks have I been I mean, I'm incredulous but I mean hats off yeah. that's all I'm I mean saying. yeah you have to admit he, he steals well Look, all I'm saying is clearly he's got he's got the connections. He's got yeah. the money yeah. where he can run shit like that off yeah. in no time. Yeah, I, I don't know what I'm actually quite uncomfortable because I really like Stephen King. <laughs> I don't like making him out to be a shyster, but you know, 
<laughs> we made the episode yeah I mean where's his podcast yeah, where I he mean, pictures that story Steve mate I'm on your side but you've got to help me out here because yeah. I'm seeing the evidence yeah <laughs> right genuinely one of the best writers ever yeah oh hey, <laughs> just want to carry out that I really he's is great. a very good writer uh, well, yeah my little my little edition of uh, Pet Cemetery is one of my favourite oh, that's cracking book, I love that like, unbelievable yeah. one, literally one of my favourite books I've ever written for a hopeless, I know we've talked about this before, yeah. but for a hopeless story, it is just for the fucking it's fantastic. Great. It really, I mean, it only gets better as you get older as well. <laughs> yeah, because then you can talk, you basically, because you can empathise with his lead character, yeah. who just wants to sack off his entire family and fuck off into the distance. <laughs> that is I mean, that's literally <laughs> what he's thinking at the beginning of that novel. Like, it is a little bit, yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a line where he just he's like, oh, what if I just keep driving? Yeah, I think he's a, um, yeah, he's a little bit um, disillusioned. So, yeah, he? little insight into John's family life there for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> I would ever you in a in a pet cemetery to bring you back. <laughs> so you know, would you? Would you? Uh, oh God, you know what? That's not. <laughs> let's not go down that because that's a fucking grim. You know what? As well, I, that's a grim hypothetical. I was about to lay out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so rant time. Microsoft and Get comfortable, fucking... guys. <laughs> Long week. Out last night drinking. Bad idea. So I'm hungover. I'm tired yeah. as fuck. I'm, I'm keeping myself going with coffee. Fucking commute was a nightmare. Yeah. And to top it all off, to try and set this podcast up to record with my yeah. good friend John. Turns out that hello. My, Microsoft, hello, Microsoft decided. Do you know what? Let's get a Windows Ten update out that just fucking resets all of like mm. the, the drivers for the equipment yeah. that I use. And then what we'll do is we'll, when we run the diagnostics, where it goes, do, do, do you want to want to troubleshoot? Do you want to troubleshoot <laughs> this? Yeah, thanks, Microsoft. Yeah, I do want to troubleshoot that. And they go, oh, you dr- well, everything's up to date. Yeah, your drivers are up to date, which yeah. is literally the opposite. I've been of what shooting. Was- I found no trouble. Yeah, it's like look. Just say you don't know. Don't don't say the opposite of the yeah. thing that's true. I do think the worst thing about Windows 10 is its pride. I, I still hold Bill Gates responsible. I know he cashed yeah. out ages ago, yeah. but... F- oh, fucking curing polio like an idiot. <laughs> Stick to what you're good at. Yeah. yeah? Um. <laughs> Stephen King, <laughs> Bill Gates, Savile. Let's be fair. Like At this point, I'm holding Melinda Gates equally liable. You, know? <laughs> you always have to, mate. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing at you, Melinda Gates. <laughs> Lady Macbeth of the piece. <laughs> Look, she's complicit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> she's complicit in, in, as much as Bill's complicit. In, yeah. Or, you know, she, she's there. She's enjoying yeah. the money, isn't yeah. she? Yeah? yeah. Happy to take the Microsoft money. <laughs> you know, but washes her hands of the technical problems. <laughs> I mean, who does that? She's like, she, who she, does that? She's like Dana Keaton out of Godfather. Anyway, yeah, I think that's culture, isn't it? I think that's all the culture, mate. <laughs> We've sorted the Bill and yeah. Melinda Gates Foundation. Yeah, Bill. someone's finally called out Stephen King for stealing off our podcast. <laughs> I mean, we've had loads of emails about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Everyone's telling us. Everyone's spotted Everyone. it. Everyone's spotted it. Because they all heard our podcast first, right? Yeah, completely. It's like it went around the world like wildfire. Yeah. So, anyway, look, onto the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Is that, is that a phrase? <laughs> it's, it's I think it is, because the other option I've got in my brain is meat and two veg, but that's not what I mean to say. Uh, <laughs> onto the meat and two veg yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is a silly one. I've been drinking, by the way. I should state. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, so that's. I'm a bit. That I did, forgot to add that yeah. because I've been drinking. I sort of forgot. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, welcome to Act Three. For anyone that skipped ahead, yeah, um, <laughs> you made the right choice. You're the only ones that do. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> two very opposite reactions to that I was like no yeah you did the right thing and you're like no <laughs> well I figured if I lied and said they were the only ones that did that yeah. then maybe they'd be like oh shit we're yeah. missing something great yeah keep up John that's all we make it's all clear isn't it I don't know what I was doing um, yeah so welcome to Act 3 if you did skip ahead you've missed all the best bits yeah apart from the meat and two veg yeah which is coming up now so um so open your ears for this. 
Open your ear holes. Yeah. Let us in. I'm just gonna <laughs> <laughs> just gonna gently Wow. Gonna just gently worm my words yeah. in, in in and around yeah. your your brain. Um so look, quick caveat just here. Tease the entrance. Quick caveat. Yeah. I may have overreached myself with this one. <laughs> I mean that's probably true of all of them. Oh, that but I think I feel like it's even more true now. This one's quite an ambitious one. It's ambitious. It's mm. probably going to need a James Cameron level of money. Okay. Either that, or you, if you were very smart, you could yeah. probably do it on a low budget, but I'm not smart enough. Who is? There are people out there. No, Plenty no. of UK-based horror filmmakers. There are. Uh, so, you know, if you're listening, Get on start it, a Kickstarter. I'll, yeah. I'll put some money in. Get in there before fucking King does. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, so Steve, yeah. here's your next Leave book. this one, mate. Yeah. Leave yeah. it. <laughs> no, no, don't leave it. I want to see this one in hey, if anyone, can, if anyone can get this one made, it's Stephen King. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, don't mess with the king. Yeah. So, look, <laughs> Stephen, uh, well, Mr. King. Yeah. Uh, we, we know you're listening. Let's not fuck about. Um, <laughs> strap in. <laughs> yeah, take, take some notes. We'll see how we get on. We'll get some input from you. I think uh, it needs some tweaks, either from you or from Lamamians in general. Yeah, all the drums out there. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> all right, I'm going to try and get through this. As always, I just, I just ramble the fuck on, so I'm just going to try and rattle through it. All right. But obviously, you know the drill. Interrupt whenever the fuck you like. Yeah, yeah, jump in. So, you know what so here we go. Opening scene. Oh, Someone, uh, yeah. So there's a cold open, so it's yeah. a pre-credit sequence. Someone's being hung up, cut up. Oh. He's naked. It's an open plane at dusk, descending into a smoky darkness at pace. Yeah. In an unnatural fashion. Yeah, yeah. Time lapse. No, no. (laughs) No, no, no. I don't mean like a time lapse of... Oh, so it is... It is... Something... Like, it's dusk, but then something foreign Uh, makes it dark. Ah, like an eclipse. No. (laughs) Um... It descends into a smoky dark, quite literally a smoky darkness. So smoke, but a black smoke. Let's let's say black smoke. uh, Maybe I'm too vague. I'm here to ask these kind of questions. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) So it's a black smoke that makes the dusk on the open plane darker. Okay. As something is stalking through it. We see there are gaunt, indistinct figures circling a series of what looks like altars and wood piles and stuff that the guy's being sacrificed in amongst. Most of them are hooded and robed, but they're not handsome clothes. They're ragged and lived Mm. in. Cutting closer in, whatever is stalking through the clearly abnormal smoky darkness is ignoring the robed people, and instead we're drawn to the hung-up, strung-up guy. Mm -hmm. We hear sounds like a beast, uh, but we don't see it. Nothing but glimpses anyway. If we make anything out at all, it's legs or arms and the wrong number of either, not to mention not human. Okay. Though we do see the resolve of those few standing around begin to weaken, stroke flicker, probably through some visual cue, like a shaking hand or, you know, like a bead of sweat or something just to be like, whatever's happening, they're not that comfortable with it. Yes. We cut back to the sacrificial man and we see him enveloped in a black fog that appears to merge with him before disappearing kind of into him. Yeah. His panic's rising quickly as he gasps, his mouth open in pain. We see the black mist at the back of his throat just as his skin begins to move and shudder. There's something under his skin writhing, sizable, all over his body, making it bulbous and grotesque where it's passing. It's just like moving underneath the skin. I'm picturing this as being a pretty graphic start. Even if we're not actually showing anything particularly violent, Mm. per se, it's still got kind of a lot of body horror hallmarks to it. So the final shot of the opening scene is a closer shot of the top half of the sacrificial man. At this point, his skin's really fucking writhing all over, and we see a distinct hand outline appear on his lower abdomen before making its way slowly upwards... And as it makes its way up the body, we might have the skin warping or rotting or changing colour or worse as it's kind of passing underneath it. Uh, Until we see horrific, wilted, elongated fingers emerging seamlessly from the bottom lip. And as the guy screams, the fingers smoothly enter the top lip, basically kind of engulfing the mouth 
until it covers his whole mouth and the scream is cut off completely. Oh, grim. Although everything about the writhing body suggests he's still screaming somehow. We just can't hear yeah, it yeah. because he doesn't have a mouth anymore. Of course. The sacrificial man with wise, uh, sorry, wise, with eyes wide open and mm-hmm. panicking involuntarily arches his back and we get a close shot of the back of the withered hand where his mouth used to be as it rots into a wide rictus grin teeth tongue everything it's not the mouth of the man although it is where it was yeah it's much bigger and inhuman suddenly we see his body in a wide shot as with a series of horrific cracking sounds it seems to implode in upon itself oh nice it's basically being crushed yeah. by something incredibly powerful but mm. from under the skin yeah so the imploding the, almost yeah but mm. so the skin and the flesh remaining in place but everything inside is like breaking and becoming mushed oh, nice. so it's pretty fucking horrific yeah. and it's on that shot that we cut into the credits cool. so that's it that's the opening yeah yeah so yeah uh first act then at one sets a scene we're in byzantine era oh. we're around 10th century a thousand AD, whatever yeah, you want. Yeah. Modern day Cappadocia, Cappadocia, I don't know, Turkey. Yeah. Then Asia Minor, but more importantly, a series of small warring pseudo states and warlords, mm-hmm. ongoing Byzantine yeah. civil wars, etc. It's the end of antiquity, the dying days of the classical age. Not, not that we get into too much of that, <laughs> um, but you'll get the fucking gist. Yes, right? of course. Um, Maybe kind of like text crawl. Could do, could yeah. do. I mean, you could probably just do. Just the table a little bit. You could probably do it with visual cues somehow mm, as well. Yeah. But yeah, either there's a few ways you could do it. All depends on your actual budget. <laughs> it does. The days of gods and monsters are long gone. Yeah. Broadly speaking, it's not a safe environment. It's constant struggle when it's not violent skirmishes yeah. or all-out war of some description. Alliances are fragile. Politics is always shifting. Yeah. We're introduced to our city, state in the region, or township, if you like, and our cast of soldiers. Ooh. Ablavius. Vetranis, Beatus, and Opilio. Oh, fancy names. Yeah, Oblavius, always yeah. blabbing. <laughs> well, if I know Oblavius. <laughs> if I know Oblavius, it'll be blabbing. Yeah, oh, definitely. He's, he's a fucking blabber. A loquacious man. There wasn't one called loquacious. <laughs> um, Saving for the sequel, man. <laughs> yeah, he comes in the sequel. But he's silent. <laughs> so we're introduced to our four soldiers... Oblavius and Vetranis are introduced together as like longtime friends and soldiers, mm-hmm. and we get some sort of insights into them, quote unquote, off duty. Yeah. Whereas Beatus and Opilio are introduced individually. Opilio is new here to the township area and to the recruits. Yeah. Because so this is still Roman Empire, but it's Eastern yeah. Edge, and yes. it's fucking constantly yeah. shifting. Yeah. So you know, there's very little kind of settled. You know, because I think. More centralised parts of the Roman Empire yeah. are probably quite settled by that yeah, point, yeah. but this is not one yeah, of those. Yeah, and all the hordes steps had pretty much nibbled the edges for a long time. Right. So anyway, as a quartet, they're being sent on a resource and threat determination scouting mission. Mm. Uh, having We discover that they are yeah. exploratares, uh, which is what the Romans called scouts, yeah. basically. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. It's been a, a long time since yeah. I've studied Latin. <laughs> it's not um, the first language. <laughs> no. uh, so we follow the quartet, out into the wilderness. Can I can I get a slight clarification on rough ages for the four? Just because I think that often helps. Jesus. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, or at least some kind of like hierarchy of like. Um... So I don't think there's any. So I think they're all on a flat hierarchy. Okay. So they're all yep. on the same level. They're yep. all basically just exploratories so like com- or scouts, yeah. comrades in arms. Comrades in arms. Yeah. In terms of ages, I mean, I'm going to guess young so probably early 20s because okay, yeah. you know they probably wouldn't live much more than 35 Fair at the time enough. anyway so i was wondering are we looking at like your grizzled sean pertwee types or are we looking at your more younger i'll say Sa- i'll take sean pertwee. no i'll I, I didn't think of that yeah since we're since we're casting it i'll yeah. have i'll have fucking sean pertwee oh, yeah i'd have fucking pertwee i'd have him all i'd have him all day long yeah maybe a real clumps with sean pertwee he is great. He's in it. Sean, if we ever make a movie... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> we'll give you a call. We've taken down a lot of names in this one, but Sean Pertwee, mate, you're all right, by the <laughs> you got a free pass, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how it happened, but it just yeah, happened. You've it? always got a bed here, mate. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, thank you. Um, <laughs> so, so, during this first act, the group splits up. Ablavius and Vetranis are a duo again. And Opilio and Beatus head in a different direction. Mm-hmm. They make kind of plans to regroup somewhere yep. further down the line, some landmark or other, or other, it doesn't really matter. 
At one culminates with us joining Apelio and Beatus at night. A few days have clearly passed. They meet a lone girl, a bit weird, mm-hmm. standing alone in the middle of nowhere, seemingly uninterested in them and just fucking yeah. anything at all. When approached, they determine that she's lost, though obviously we're not convinced, yeah. and Opelio ends up winning an argument so that they essentially see the mute girl home. Yeah. And she, this is at night time, and she pointed in a direction where there's a glow on a hill, so they're like, yeah. must be that, let's take yeah, her there. Yeah, fair enough. Are we, just again, are we talking like girl, child, young woman, is it definitely like... No, I was thinking, you know, generally accepted term of what girl means. <laughs> so like, I don't know, under 16. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like over seven. Yeah, yeah. What? Why? What's yeah. under seven? Toddler? Yeah. Is it? Well, no. You like you know. You Tod- got, like, there's got to be a cut off for or toddler. Or like child. I always think child because at that point it doesn't really matter. That's true. All I right. mean, I suppose it does. So a female you know. child. Yeah. A Fem- girl child. A girl child. Now yeah. I feel like an alien trying to like <laughs> talk in human terms. <laughs> um, anyway, so the girl child yep. points <laughs> points at a glowing thing, and they're like, "Let's take her out." So the next act begins with Ablavius and Vetranis. We're not entirely sure where they are and neither are they because they kind of lost their bearings yep. avoiding what they suspected to be a foreign and potentially dangerous mm-hmm. party. Yep. I totally lost my ability to, of description at that point. But, you know, yep. so some other group of soldiers or potential threat, mm-hmm. th- th- or as they perceive it. Yep. So people they don't, armed people they don't know yep. means from another territory, from another area, yeah. could, could, be, could be violent. Yep. However you want to contrive it, they end up getting lost. Yeah. And uh, that's a huge frustration given that they are scouts. Yeah. And in their frustration and anger and so on, they barely notice that they're passing what looks to be the mouth of a cave. Mm-hmm. Coming back to Beatus and Opelio, as they approach the glow they saw earlier, it's a sort of stalactite. I should have looked this up. Stalactite or stalactite? It's one of the, one, the ones going up from the yeah. ground. I don't know if that's tight or might. You know what I'm. Yeah. You know what I mean by the use of the phrase. I, the ones I don't know. Up. So I'm just going to nod as if I do know. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, oh, he knows that. When you were like, "Yep," yeah. I was yeah. like, "Oh wow!" Not. I've been well impressed. That's how I've got this far. Just Clive all over again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just a stone spike coming out from the ground. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, but it's hollow, and you can actually see this on the top of a hill, Stuart yeah. Mountain, or not the top, but on the side. And as they get to it, they realise they can see through kind of okay. clefts yeah. in this rock yeah. to chambers beneath that go mm. quite far down. And there's fires in there, which is what's causing the glow. Mm-hmm. However, by the time they've realised all this, they realise not only has the girl that they were bringing there disappeared, yeah. but they're now surrounded by what looks like hundreds of gaunt, silent people dressed in the ragged robes from the opening Ooh. scene. So they're done. Yeah. Even if they fight, they lose through weight of numbers. In spite of their armaments and training, everything is only two of them. You know, yeah. they have to just capitulate. lay down arms, sort of thing. So, without going into, without basically outlining every little thing in the movie, at this point, Beatus and Apelio are captured and taken via a network of rock-hewn tunnels into the yeah. bowels of the mountain. The glowing stalactite was glowing because of a firefight. Oh, I said that already. Its light was acting like a beacon in the night. Yeah, it's a trap. I put, I'm not going to do an act bar. I can't do a good act bar, nah, otherwise I'd be on it. That's <laughs> a trap! <laughs> you really dummy to that, mate. Oh, I, I couldn't possibly. And then you nailed it. Don't, don't know if I, I don't know if I nailed <laughs> that. That was pretty good. Um, so, in the, ba- in the bowels of said mountain, we discover what on the face of it appears to be a relatively functioning small town Mm-hmm. entirely on one level. This is an underground city, yeah, right? However, mm-hmm. the captors, no, captories, the captured, the captured, the captured, yeah, are taken. Captives? The captives, fucking hell, drinking, drinking, John, <laughs> late nights, drinking yeah. last night, drinking today, yeah. it's all a mess. So the captives are taken another level deeper down, so yeah. it goes into a second level, and it's here they start to see the grim realities of their situation. Yeah. As far as we can discern, those on level one are using people on level two as both sacrificial inventory and food. Mm. Cannibalism, or so we suspect from the visual evidence. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk a bit more about some context at the end. So we meet back up with Ablavius and Vetranus, who were either captured outside a different entrance, hence mm-hmm. them passing the cave mouth, yeah. or perhaps scouted their way in, because they are scouts, of course, and got overwhelmed by what they discovered in yeah, there. Yeah. Either way, once jovial and jocular Vitranis is now a gibbering mess. One of his eyes is fucking huge, 
to like totally oversized and bulging out of his head and he and he's losing his marbles trying to deal with that reality. Yeah. And the fact that there seem to be food, the weird religious sacrifices and all of it, frankly. Yes, yeah, there's lots taken. Um so, you know, that's a big concern. Second level is also the size of a small town, but it's essentially a prison. And during Act 2, we see a number of examples of people being dragged, kicking and screaming yeah. out of this sort of yeah, yeah. underground open prison to be sacrificed and also what we suspect to be eaten. Mm-hmm. Something of, something rotten is happening. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know why I had to do that in uh, the old... Co- it works, mate. Co- yeah. Yeah. Something rotten's happening anyway. Cotton in the desert. Even if they're not certain what's. So, um, during the course of this section of the movie, we follow the four, though Vitranus is largely immobile, and unnervingly, his bulbous eye has switched from the previous eye to the other one, and the previous eye is now all withered and damaged and stuff. Oh, God. But in, I'm keeping that in a bad theme of body horror yeah. going. And they're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, yeah. basically. There's all sorts of sorties through the second level and the horrors within. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're scouts ultimately. Yeah. They're trying to figure out how the fuck do we get out? Yeah, like, yeah. What, what's going on? Where are we? How do we get out? Yeah. Like, this is, you your, know. Yeah, your basic scout questions. Uh, your, your scout checklist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, if anyone's studying yeah. scouting, yeah. there's it's, your checklist. It's the classic act scout checklist. <laughs> classic Byzantine era yeah. scout checklist. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that'd be in the script. Specifically for the 10th century. Yeah, so it's fucking eyes switching about. Like, so that's obviously... It's similar to the stuff under the skin. Yeah, yeah. the guy at the beginning, right? Uh, so they're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Doing all this, like, reconnaissance to try and get out, find mm. ways out. And then we, we also, this latter part of Act 2, we start to get, you know, spooks that aren't necessarily... Well, I've written, they don't seem to be in any way corporeal. Okay. So basically suggesting that there's a supernatural element yeah. at play. Although I think you would leave that unconfirmed, you know. Yeah. So you might have spooky shit happening, uh, but you don't have to confirm that it is genuinely supernatural, yeah. you know. In the last stages of the act, attention mounts as we believe that one one of the group is next on the list to be yeah. taken upstairs, oh. um, i.e. to be sacrificed or eaten, something we've seen throughout the act already. The act culminates with the four making an attempt at an escape. Pushed by circumstances because Beatus was going to be taken. So yeah, as yeah. they come to take him, instead they fucking... Yeah, they fucking like... Nah, let's do yeah. this. Let's, let's get a fight I mean, fight. I'd imagine that whoever we're dealing with probably isn't used to people with, with that much training. So well, maybe that's they, true. Maybe they, they, they are a bit lax in how to deal with them and turn tables. It's, it's, a, it's a messy time yeah. in that area's history. So they basically get on the run in this yeah. underground city on the second level... And they have no option but to go downwards because Shit. they can't get they Gotta can't go, down go, to up. go up. Well, quite. So they're forced downwards towards the third level. The previously barred way was unbarred when they fled to it. They're actually rock doors, mm. so like wow. a, a a huge rock yeah. will move in front of a yeah, passage, yeah. and so that was closed. But somehow, when they get to it with Vatranis, mm-hmm. you know, fucking dodgy eye. Yeah. It's it's open, which is uh, unnerving to say the least, but not least because the pursuers stop at the entrance to level three. Okay, so they've almost been herded. Well, no, they're being chased, yeah. and then they get as far as the entrance to the third level, yeah. and the the people who level like, the first oh, level are like, yeah. we're not going down there. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. Now, like Max. we're we're nuts. Yeah, yeah, but we're not fucking yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Sen- sensibly insane. <laughs> yeah. The pursuers stop at the entrance to the third level, and the final scene of that act is Vitranis going the same way as the sacrificial man from the opening. Mm-hmm. It's a nasty business, yeah. and it's probably more graphic than the opening scene. Yeah, I imagine it would be. And also, by this point, it's more affecting because it's one of your four. It's one of your um, mm. uh, musketeers. Basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I only say that because when I started writing this, when I was doing the act yeah. one and introducing them, I, I couldn't help but think. It's a bit like Porthos and Aramis. I and then generally was thinking the uh, mutant ninja turtles. Basically the same thing. Yeah, it really. I think is. Didn't, didn't Dumas write that as well? I think he, I think he did, didn't he? Yeah, he must have done. Yeah, I'm sure he did. He was well ahead of his time. Yeah, he was. Act three. Uh, I've written. I've not structured the acts here properly, but <laughs> but this is a short act three consisting of setting up the context of the new normal. So again, would that be like scrolling text? <laughs> I'm thinking I would narrate that oh, bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Act 2 had a lot of gore, scares and grim surprises of plenty uh, in the fleshed out version culminating in a fighting escape and a death that impacts the group. Yeah. 
Oblavius is furious at his friend's death yeah. and thus has lost a lot of his critical analysis faculties because he's, you know, he's, he's done that thing, you know, where they're like, oh, I'm mad and not yeah. thinking now. Like Raphael. Exactly. Exactly <laughs> like Raphael. <laughs> yeah. out of, it's a classic Raphael yeah, character yeah. Beatus is in a sort of denial because, yeah. like, at this, at this point, realistically, it's realistically, it's pretty fucking grim. Yeah, because you're like, you can't go up. Yeah. You've seen what's up. You know, I'm gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, you go up. Yeah, and yet the fact that they didn't want to come down, down doesn't sound great. And also, your friend has basically just body horrored his way yeah. to into his own. Which grave. would be shocking. Yeah, which would yeah. be shocking. So it, uh, you know, so so Vitranus is like, oh, I'm 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 slipping off the thread of reality. Yes. Here. And Opilio is somewhat defiant, but remaining, and also remaining relatively pragmatic, given the circumstances. Of course, Donatello. I mean, look, at this, at this point, I think my, what I was trying to, trying to aim for was they could read it either way. Of course. And so could we, the audience. Yeah. Like, they could be like, no, I, I fully believe this is like some mad supernatural shit yeah. going down and, and yeah. crazy. Or you could read it like, there's just some crazy people upstairs yeah. being bastards, because humans course. are quite awful, Of course, yeah. You know. In in the round, where, where parasitic horror. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Apelio is somewhat pragmatic, and by this point, he's the audience surrogate, really. Yeah, because he's the one that's shown a bit of compassion, of you know, to the girl, the uh, child, woman, whatever you wanted to call her. So, in level three, we unexpectedly meet a surviving handful of particularly fragile and seemingly mad old soldiers Ooh. from a different region of Byzantium. Mm-hmm. Though somewhat mad in appearance and demeanor, we discover a few key elements that shift up the narrative a little. So, mm-hmm. those elements are one, the people on the first floor are a mix of Christians and Muslims, a mix of Byzantines and Arabs. Mm-hmm. And uh, initially, they started sheltering here, fleeing conflict, of which there is an absolute fuck ton. Yeah, yeah. Um, thus, the sacrifices are not a specific religious mm-hmm. activity. Yeah. Which begs the question why they do it. Yeah, yeah, we have what started all this. Two, there's something beyond humanity's capacity for cruelty causing this deviation, something mm-hmm. that lives below the third level. Yes. The one they're on. Three, it's older than Christianity, because these are Romans after all, so at this point, you know, starting to believe in that. So we learn via wall scrollings or whatever, spooky happenings down there, that it's something that predates Christian notions of deities. Nice. So during this act, the horror shifts from gory human horror to entirely supernatural scares. We almost certainly have a panicked scene where the level three old boys are killed, either by members of our protagonist group Mm -hmm. or, or other... Yeah. You know, or both. Yeah. I wanted this act to culminate in the discovery of a further route down again, so going down again from level three into the bowels of the mountain, but not a man-made one. And someone, probably Apilio, discovers an ancient horror from antiquity Mm -hmm. unlocked from their rock prison beneath the mountain. That horror happens to be called the Asag, or Asag, which is an ancient Sumerian uh, evil... Evil deity, let's yeah. say. Described as being, quote, large, round, three-legged, three-armed creature with no neck and several eyes covering their entire bulk. Wow. Has dark, hardened skin that feels like rock when touched. Almost indestructible. The Asag is the enemy of Ninurta, the Sumerian god of war, and he was mm-hmm. trapped here by Ninurta. Whether we get that in, farms, in terms of exposition, up for debate. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not sure it hugely matters, frankly, for the film. But, you know, Agreed. since we're telling yeah. stories... I'm telling y'all. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I think the thing you described, a bulbous-eyed, free-handed thing, is pretty shocking. That'll do, yeah. yeah. So, Act 4. Uh, this is the first uh, Act 4 Yeah. that we that I've had, yeah. anyway. Yeah, really stretching the form. Uh, yeah, and that's why also why I caveated that I don't think it's... Because, you know, there is traditionally yeah. a structure to how Act yeah. should work, what should roughly happen in the yeah. whole. And I'm not sure I quite followed it, but I sort of needed this extra act, yeah. because what if you hadn't guessed already, is I've tried to do a sort of two movie in one job yes, here. Yes, yeah. You know, Act 1 and 2, although largely Act 2, you, mm. you've gone one way with it. Yeah. And in Act 3, you get the... Like, it's not quite a From Dusk Till Dawn level, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. complete switch up. No, but I, but I, I get you that, it's yeah. Like, um, it's like you've scratched away and actually yeah. there's something else You've there. gone from, like, Hills of Eyes to, like, some mad sort of ancient deity of pain and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, let's say, let's awesome. say that. Um, so Act 4 is all crescendo again this would all be voiceovered 
Or voice all over. of that. And the whole film's just me narrating. <laughs> um, so Act 4 is all crescendo and escape. Nice. They've got an ancient evil right next to them and four-ish stories of infected hell to get back through yeah. to get out to the surface. The Asag has polluted these people and caused them to present the sacrifices. He's made them believe that eating human flesh would protect and keep them as he's killed any crops that they try and grow. And, nice. I, I don't know, he, it, it's killed any yeah. crops they try and grow. It's probably just, a bloke though, isn't it? Probably, isn't it? They always are. <laughs> they always are. <laughs> And he's described as invading and polluting his victims, causing all kinds of maladies from head fevers to paralysis. But of course, in this... Definitely a fella. (laughs) Definitely, mate. In this, I've taken it a bit further. By the final act, then, the trio of... The trio now, because, you know, Vitranis uh, exploded in some fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or imploded, whichever you want. He's fucked. Whatever you want. Yeah. He's basically soup. Yeah. (laughs) So by the final act, the trio have accidentally... basically they've unlocked the ASAG further Mm -hmm. than it had already kind of so like what I was driving at was that like the sort of rotten poisonous influence of the ASAG has seeped out yeah and infected these people and causing them to do what they what they've been doing Mm -hmm. and yet the protagonist group by trying to escape have actually blundered into this prison thus kind of opening it a bit it also kind of implies slightly that, that they themselves might have been poisoned it's hard to know how much of their actions is their own. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. Lovely little touch there. Thank you. Very Kingian. <laughs> <laughs> it bloody will be, won't it? <laughs> so basically, they've accidentally increased the Asag's power. And so most of the living people on level 2 and 3, or 1, 2, and 3, have become fucking infected like the sacrificial yeah. man. So it's actually kicked the fuck off. Yeah. It used to be just level 1, where the crazy people on level 2 were basically mm-hmm. prisoners and meat. Yeah. And now 50% of level two are basically infected, yeah. as are 50% of level one. Uh, so there's a lot of people. They're, they're ravenously tearing people and things apart. And imagine this is quite body horror-y mm-hmm. with all kinds of Vandermeerian and Lovecraftian mm-hmm. touches. Given that I've written it somewhat of an epic, let's mm-hmm. have the black smoke from the sacrificial scene snaking throughout all the floors, doing yeah, the nice. infecting. Yeah, yeah. So occasionally... We see a barely visible huge limb or eye or whatever mm. in the fog. Also, according to the myth, he has rock minions as well, made oh, of rock, cool. uh, which were a consequence of him striking a deal with the mountain in order to sort of start to get released from his prison. Yeah, so it's, obviously. Yeah. So I've yeah. Tried, tried to stay a bit close to the myth on that one. Yeah, yeah. So the movie culminates in this long, exciting and frenetic, or in the long, exciting and frenetic sequences of them getting back to the surface. Mm-hmm. I think we probably lose Beatus in a suitable manner. Yeah. I'm thinking Apelio makes it out. Oblavius, jury's out. Yeah. I'm thinking probably not, because it would be another hour if we went through yeah, all the details of this. Yeah. But I think, let's say Apelio makes it out somehow or other. Mm-hmm. Uh, how they get out I'd imagined it being pretty visceral and relentless series yeah. of fighting and killing all yeah. kinds of main shit TBC though you know like write in let's mm. make a horror movie at yeah. <laughs> gmail.com or tweet us <laughs> at Laman Pod. you could have the two of them fight side by side and die side by side maybe that's the, the well, so, maybe they do it to save the last man yeah that's a good shout listen, listen to these last few lines then so I had thought that perhaps there are some pieces of ancient weaponry potentially down on that third or fourth level that were maybe remnants of the effort, the original efforts to imprison this monster the first Mm -hmm. time around. And perhaps it's them that allow them to get as far as they do, you know, to get back up and get out. I'm not sure whether they somehow defeat the god or whether they just survive. That's up for discussion. The other final note I would say is that I also thought that probably I'd have a Blavius and Vitranis, if not all of them, doing some pretty grim stuff to other soldiers or people in the name of their township before they even get to the underground city. Yeah, I like that. And the reason for that is because I kind of wanted to touch on the... I didn't want to make it just a straight moral, like, these guys are bad, those guys are good, they survive. I didn't want it to be like that because the reality is never like that. And 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 these are fucking soldiers in a grim time. In a grim time. They so, aren't going to be the four good ones of all got <laughs> Yeah, but they are our protagonists <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day. And so the only reason I thought Opilio might survive is that he had shown us some yeah, compassion. Yeah, he's shown some, yeah, some moral sort of fortitude. Right, some moral fortitude in the film. But nonetheless, it's a grey morality. In the end, I ran out of time, but I probably would have written something like that into yeah. Act 2, yeah. into that summary. A couple of last things before, yeah. we, before we chew it over. 
there is a real underground city called Derinkuyu in Turkey, Ooh. in Cappadocia. It existed oh, wow. since the 6th century. Wow. It is three stories deep and it could hold 20,000 people. 20,000 people, people and all of their livestock. This is Jeez. this is hewn into the rock yeah. in a mountain. It has genuine stone doors that can roll back and forth Fuck to it seal out. them in. That's and it, it is absolutely fucking nuts. Yeah. It housed all kinds of people. It housed fleeing Christians, fleeing yeah. Greeks, fleeing Arabs. Everyone at some point mm. or other used it because it was such a, a fluid area yeah, in terms so of safe right. So to, to contextualize that story a little bit, I wanted I wanted to utilize that. So the reason that there the reason that there are people there in the first place is that they ended up there fleeing yes. from yeah. war, from say their town being burned yeah. to the ground or whatever. And so they culminate here. That's why there's a mix of different yeah. kinds of people up there. It makes it the creature being uh, the I can't remember the name the um, Asag. Asag. Makes it more like a bunny trap almost. Yeah. That it's sort of sitting at the bottom of this, like, too good to be true safe haven. Right. Which makes it quite grim and malicious. Yeah. Uh, That's really cool. If anyone cares, this is under the Macedonian dynasty of Byzantine (laughs) history. So here's a little quick note for J-Dubs, because... He's going to have a struggle with this one. (laughs) There is noun and a place. (laughs) There is a genuine Byzantine empress who ruled in 1028, and her name was Zoe. I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Well, her second name is Porf... Let's call her Zoe. That's a name, mate. Zoe Porphyrogenita? <laughs> anyway, look. So she was a Byzantine empress. She ruled alongside three husbands and her oh. adopted son, Michael, and her sister, Theodora. And genuinely did rule for a period. Nice. Now, what I'd originally planned to do yeah. was, and this is crap, I think, which is why I didn't do it, <laughs> but I want to mention it anyway, was I wanted to make Opilio yeah. be Zoe okay. before she became Empress of Byzantium. Yeah. She doesn't actually become Empress until she's 47. So she wow. basically lived yeah. a full life. An old girl. An old... A girl? <laughs> <laughs> An old child? <laughs> Is that what you're meaning? I yeah. can't. <laughs> I must say, they're all girls for me, mate. Yeah, but I <laughs> yeah but don't, don't, don't say that. Okay, now. <laughs> I was going to do that, and then yeah. I thought, well, it's a bit Shakespeare in love. So I thought, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Plus, I remember J-Dubs' feedback from last week, which was, or last episode. Give me was, chicks. Not enough dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said, right? <laughs> Paraphrasing. Yeah. Paraphrasing, but I'm pretty sure it was too many chips, not enough dicks. Yeah, so that's the story. It's fantastic. Is it? Is it it's great. There's You're a, very generous. There's a lot going on. A bit off way more than I could chew. That's pretty awesome. I think setting's going to be key for that one. I think if you can nail the authenticity and the mood... Well, here's... Yeah. I, then you're laughing. And the reason at the outset I said, not only, like I said, it needs James Cameron-level budget, but then it could also be done as low budget. Yeah. And, and the reason I think it could be done low budget is it's almost entirely underground. Yeah. yeah. In terms of your exterior shots, you mm. only need a couple, you're, you're probably a week in Turkey yeah. shooting. <laughs> you know? That's how films are. Says like. me. Yeah, that's how. That's, <laughs> I can, I'm you shoot a, a film in a week in Turkey. Right? No, no, no. The, ex, the external scene oh, yeah. totally. Oh, but, and then do it all on sound And stage. then do it all yeah. in Pinewood or somewhere. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a fucking expert, as you yeah, can yeah. tell. As you can it's, tell. A, it's a basic Star Wars model, mate. Trinity <laughs> <laughs> model. Yeah, fucking alligators on the yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. That's true. I basically just copied Star Wars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> without realising it. Yeah, yeah so... Uh... Yeah, it's great. I had a couple of, um, not really notes, more sort of touches, a little um, sort of little flares. I think for the smoke, it'd be cool to give it some kind of interesting sound. Oh. Like it's sen- like, like it sentient. Yes, I like that. I don't know quite what, but like some kind of um, something where it sounds alive. So it isn't just like a sound of movement, yeah. but a sound of something. So like a kind of a weird wail or something. I quite like the of idea like... of sound of movement too. I quite yeah. like the idea of like I think a, a, a clear sound of bare feet yeah. on stone, but just, yeah. but all you see is smoke. Yeah. And not even touching the ground. Like I think yes. that would be kind of a That'd nice awesome. disconnect. Yeah. And maybe even some kind of like a low, almost predatory cat sign of sound, maybe. Like a low sort of grumble. Ignore him, Ted. <laughs> Sorry, because predatory cats exist. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking fill Ted's head full of lies. 
Tiger's a pacifist. Just reading him Tiger Games of Tea. That's what Tiger's eating, mate. <laughs> he's, a, he's a pacifist. The Tiger that came to tea. Yeah. That's a great book. It is a lovely book. I've read it uh, about a hundred times. Yeah. It's Judith great. Carr, am I right? Yeah, I think it is. I think that is. Kerr, Carr. Right? But, um, yo, Kerr. It's Kerr. Yeah. Fuck. I wasn't going to put you up on it. Well, you did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I wasn't, but it was. going to. And then you did. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if the first bit counts anymore. No, I think we can do uh. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I feel like I'm getting got at, but I didn't make a mistake, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but much like our chat yeah. last episode about what would really happen with the live-action Lady yeah. and the Tramp. Yeah. You know, the tiger that came to tea. It'd be a tragically short it, story. It would be a very tasty tea for the tiger. Yeah. And a very difficult time for everyone else. It would be two pages long. It'd yeah. be like, oh, that's gone work. Second page Open is just red. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just red. red. That's all it is. And the last page is it's like a newspaper clipping. I, do, I tell you what I didn't do. It's mm. like, um, I, I thought about it and then forgot, which was to come up with some ideas for titles. Oh, um, God, yeah. So, you know, um, Lamamians out there. Yeah, John's. <laughs> calling the John Army. Put your money where your mouth is, John. I don't think people are going to respond to that. Oh, Dana, what could you call it? Under the Mountains of Madness. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a steal. Yeah, Mesopotamia. Spoils of War. Because that's what all the refugees are to the uh, monster. That they are the spoils of war. It's like basically that. feeding off the folk, innit? Yeah. After the detritus like of conflict. Yeah. yeah, I haven't got a better one. I mean, you could call it a pillio. Yeah. But then you could call it a blabius. I mean, for, you know, yeah. I know, a pillio is a good one. Because I think that, that's that's the nicest sounding name. Oh, I like Vitranis. I thought that was a nice well, name. Vitranis is quite nice. I don't know. I like I like Spoils of War. It's, really, it's a really cool name. No, oh, thank you. I would love to see that. Well, I do think you could do that as a low-budget film. Mm-hmm. As I say, you just need some exterior shots. It doesn't have to be filmed in Turkey, even. Yeah. It can be filmed anywhere that vaguely works. Yeah. But most of the film's interior. But I still would love to see, like, a huge yeah, Hollywood epic of that. Yeah. Because I think... Wouldn't that be fucking awesome to yeah, see would. a proper old-school Hollywood epic that yeah. goes full-on horror? Yeah. Because that just doesn't exist. As no, it really I doesn't. No, I, mean, I mean, that's one of the things that we were saying before about about It too that I like, is that it, that future seems more likely than more films like It too exist. Right. Great. Well, look, that's it. We won't ramble on any longer for you. Yeah. But do write in uh, or tweet us or yeah, know, send us a, like a photo semaphore-based message on Instagram mm-hmm. if that's your jam. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, we'll go through that again. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, if you've got a good idea that would uh, improve that, and I think it could be massively improved, email us if you want to be like J-Dubs and be... Who, who just, doesn't? Who doesn't, yeah, if you yeah. want to be a legend. Send in some picture ideas. So, yeah, email us at letsmakeahorrormovie at gmail.com. Tweet us at lemampod. Also, we're looking for names for listeners, so if you've got a good collective noun. Yeah. I mean, make one up, obviously. Yeah. Like Lamamians, Lamampedeans. You've, you've got John's to be. That's the, that's the current name. That's what everyone's accepted as the name. That's what all the t-shirts. Say. I feel like this is a this is a this is a potential Twitter vote at some point. Yeah. It's the only way to be yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> and if I know anything about the world, there's a lot of Johns out there. That's it. Ah, that's episode eight. Yeah. <laughs> End on the fizzle. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so come and make a horror movie with us, albeit in just an audio form. <laughs> and not a full movie. Yeah. And not a movie full stop. Happy Friday the 13th. Oh yeah, spooky, mm. spooky. Yeah, or happy Monday, whatever it is. Spooky like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>